and thus accessible to him. Now, it's interesting when we say that, because we think to ourselves, right, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But realize that is purely a human statement, right? Because to God, there is no such thing as yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's outside of time. So we say that for ourselves because we see it as this temporal thing. But to God, God's God is God. And that's the beauty of the I am statement, right? It's the perfect present. It is the I am always this way. The I am. Um, now, today we're going to look at some of the idea of this, how this translates into our real world here today, how God has been there and Jesus has been there through all time. Um, now, we're going to start back, um, kind of a refresher there as far as a message that Corey gave a few weeks ago, um, the message about the gate. So we're going to start at John 10, verse 7. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. Now, I want you to keep in mind verse 10 that came right before 11 there, the idea that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So the first point I want to make today is that Jesus is the good shepherd. And those capitals are important. Because when he says, I am the good shepherd, he is stating that he is the good shepherd. And the question we ask, well, is he? Well, of course, we're all saying, sure, he's the good shepherd. When we say he's the good shepherd, what are we actually saying? What, are we, what does that mean to us? Well, to me, I see that as having three points. The first is, I am a shepherd, I am a good shepherd, and I am the good shepherd. So we're going to address all three of those points. So first, is Jesus a shepherd? So when he says, I am a shepherd, he means that he stands in the same relationship to his people as a shepherd does to his flock. He owns his people. As believers, every one of us belong to him. He prizes his people. As his people, he values every one of us. He takes care of his people. He remembers us day and night. His heart is never off of his people. Because of his inward love for us, we see it as his continuing outward goodness. All he can do is goodness for us because he loves us. And he protects his people from the wolf. He guards us from so many dangers. I, I often think to myself, how many things we don't even see going on about us. Right? I, I love that vision in the Old Testament where he talks about if you could see around you this battle that's going on between angels and demons all day long. You know, first you'd be really paranoid, but secondly, you'd realize that God is, yeah, I know, God is like, He is always there. Jesus has got your back. He's protecting you 
all the time. And that's what we think of a shepherd. Right? The shepherd is there. The shepherd is with his sheep. And it's interesting because when we think of it, in, in the Old Testament, a shepherd was a very lowly position. Right? And who did the angels come to to tell that Jesus had been born? The shepherds. Right? Don't you love that? The uh, shepherds guarding the sheep by night. You know, the... Yeah, we're getting there. We're headed toward our Christmas. My favorite is uh, Charlie Brown in the, uh, the explanation of Jesus. Anyway, so he supplies our wants, guides us in the right way, brings us back if we wander, strengthens us when we are weak, and carries us when we are too feeble to go forward on our own. Isaiah 40, verses 10 and 11 says, Behold, the Lord God will come with might, with his arm ruling for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he will tend his flock. In his arm, he will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. He will gently lead the nursing ewes. Now, we might not think it's a becoming characteristic to be uh, identified as sheep. Um, those that have raised sheep know that they're... Uh, not exactly the brightest animals. Um, they tend to be a bit silly. Um, goats are kind of like them too. They kind of are kind of flirty, you know, and, um, and they wander. And when they wander, they always seem to wander in the worst direction. They always seem to go the way that you're least likely to go. But sheep do their best when they're together and they're guided by something that's smarter than they are i.e. the shepherd, right? And honestly, without the shepherd of Jesus Christ, many of us would have wandered quite a bit farther than we did. He's there. He's there to protect us from wandering if we seek, right? So Jesus is certainly a shepherd. We are more dependent on Christ than any sheep was to its shepherd. So second, the question now is, he's a shepherd. Is he a good shepherd? That is, does he do what he does well? Well, Jesus never neglects his flock. No one has perished because Jesus forgot about them. Jesus is a good shepherd because all that ought to be done, all that can be done, all that should be done for his sheep, he does. No shepherd has thrown his life into his calling more intensely than Jesus has in shepherding his flock. He gives his people all he has. Indeed, he gave himself. Jesus is not only skilled at shepherding, but also zealous for the flock. And while no mortal shepherd knows what it's like to be a sheep, we have a shepherd who knows what it's like to be us knows what it's like to live in this body, knows what it's like to feel our sorrows, to feel our pains. We have a shepherd, unlike any shepherd in the world, we have a shepherd who knows his flock. We see in comparison what the hired hand would do. John 10, verses 12 and 13 he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, 
sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and not concerned about the sheep. But Jesus is a good shepherd because he lives among the sheep. John 10, 14, I am a good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Sheep know their shepherd's voice. They know their whistle. They know their hand signals. I don't know if you've ever watched on TV when they have one of these competitions. They have the shepherd and his dog and they have to do these things with sheep. And Usually there's four sheep and they have this whole course they have to go through and it's a contest. And it's amazing how he, they control this, how the sheep follows and listens and knows what to do, all because of the shepherd. Now, many of you know, Don and I, we raise a lot of animals, right? We have ducks and chickens and pigs and, and all that kind of stuff. And when we, get, when we go out to the pens, they know us, and they are quick to respond. Uh, of course, they know we have food. Um, <laughs> we have this one turkey... He's a uh, poor Donna too, because he's getting big. But you come into the pen, and he will jump on your arm and start eating the food right out of your hand, because he knows you're the good shepherd. You're bringing the food, and you, you know, Donna. I mean, you get a, turkeys get heavy, and poor Donna, she's boom, this big turkey lands on her, you know. <laughs> so, of course, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. <laughs> That's not where we're headed. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> As we continue. Uh, so anyway, those animals are quick to respond. They know their shepherd. They know their shepherd brings goodness. And the question is, do we cling to our shepherd? Do we realize how much goodness our shepherd brings us? Do we stay as close as, as we can? My mind goes back to last week's discussion about Mary and Martha. I think it would be a great study to look at a study on Mary and Martha, the difference between the two of those, right? Martha, busy, busy, busy. Mary, no, I'll just sit here and lean on Jesus. I'll just sit here and listen to Jesus, right? Jesus says, yeah, Mary has the better way, right? So he wants to be in relationship with his flock, and we should want to be close to our shepherd. And when Jesus says, I know my own and my own know me, it means not only he knows which ones are his and which ones are not, but it means that he knows us individually. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows our sorrows, our weaknesses, our sin. The creator of the universe knows every single sheep. He knows the one with the torn ear, the one with the limp, the one with that little black spot on the side. He knows every one of us, and he still loves us all. And on the outside, sheep are not particularly beautiful to most folks, but to him, we're all beautiful. One of the things that frustrates me, I, I see in these magazines that... Um, it, usually I see them at the doctor's place, and they talk about, oh, women, you know, if you do this, you'll be beautiful, and if you do this, you'll be beautiful. And I'm like, no, you are beautiful. You were created beautiful. Yeah, whatever the, you know, 
paint on the outside isn't what makes you beautiful. It makes you beautiful because you're created by God. You carry his image. And he knows that. He sees that in you. He sees that beauty that you are. Now again, remember we talked about the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I come that they may have life and hand it abundantly. Jesus is the good shepherd because he provides for his sheep all they need. Green grass, clean water, safe places to sleep at night. That's what we have in our shepherd. We have this peace. Finally, the question, is he the good shepherd? Now, it's important to recognize that Jesus wasn't, hasn't been the only shepherd of the flock. Right? We had Moses and Joseph and Jacob and David. Um, all shepherds of the flock. We read in Psalm 78, starting with verse 70, He also chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheep poles. From the care of the ewes with suckling lambs, he brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them with his skillful hands. Yes, for all the other shepherds, none is the good shepherd. Now, I can speak for the pastors of this church in that shepherding the flock is something that we hold a great responsibility. It means very much to us that we do this job correctly in the way that honors God and that serves his people. And yet we serve a very small portion of the flock. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is shepherd among shepherds. And for us, we're content to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And yet the shepherd of shepherds watches his entire flock come home. Now, again, remember, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd because he is the only shepherd that can give life to his flock. No other shepherd can make such a claim. Jesus can say, I have given all my sheep life they have because they were dead and I brought them alive. We have a spiritual life because Jesus Christ gave it to us. The fact that we know what repentance is, what faith is, what prayer is, what grace is, what mercy is, what praise is. We know all these things because it was given to us by our shepherd. We owe everything to our good shepherd. So Jesus is the good shepherd because he cares for the life which he himself bestowed. He gives us life and then protects us. What a contrast between the good shepherd and the wolf. The wolf is looking for an entrance to the sheepfold because if he can get in, he can kill and can destroy. But the good shepherd protects the sheep. Now if the shepherd strayed or found something else to focus his time on, then the wolf would have gotten into the fold. But no, the shepherd is always there. The shepherd is always watching over the sheep. The shepherd protects us from the wolf.
Now we look at the nature of time, and we say that Jesus was the shepherd of the Old Testament and the shepherd of the New Testament. He has always been, will always be, the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd of all. John 10, verse 16 says, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. Now, as most of you know, we are the other fold, right? Because first he was talking to the Jewish peoples, but the Gentiles he also had to bring, right? So he points out he's a good shepherd of the Jews and the Gentiles. We know that Paul carried the message to the Gentiles to create one flock. At times rather contentious. Remember, we went through the study of Corinth, right? So they don't always get along, but we're one flock. And still true today, we don't always do well together, but we are one flock. And Jesus isn't content to have 99. He wants all 100. We read in Ezekiel 34, verses 11 and 12, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd cares for his herd in the day, When he is among his scattered sheep, so I will care for my sheep and will deliver them from all the places to which they were scattered on that cloudy and gloomy day. His heart cares for the lost one and he will seek endlessly to find it. So too our hearts should be set on finding the lost and helping them find the shepherd. You see, Jesus is the good shepherd. So the second point is, Jesus laid down his life for his sheep. The second half of verse 11, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now it has to be recognized that Jesus has given his life many times for the sheep. He was living in heaven, a position of eternal glory. And he came down and became man. And lived among us. I can't imagine what that's like to go from the glory of heaven to the earth. We read in John 6, verses 38 through 40 For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that all that he has given me I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will be raised up on the last day. While he lived on the earth, he gave his life up for the sheep. Every moment he spent with them. He suffered cold nights, hunger, thirst, Homelessness, homelessness, no place to lay his head. All that for his sheep. And what about his sheep? Unrelenting requests, persevering doubt, and always looking for that next free lunch. But one dark night, he was called upon to give his life. And no doubt, that's the significance of this verse. A dark night before the Lord's Passover, 
the sheep were sleeping when the wolf arrived. And when the howling started, the sheep forsook the shepherd and fled. But that night our Lord protected his sheep by facing the wolf alone. Sweating drops of blood, our shepherd held the wolf at bay, but not without injury. Raw shoulders and back, scarred hands and feet, his side tore open. But he held the wolf until it died, threw it to the ground, and proclaimed, It is finished. The creator of the world, the giver of life, The great shepherd died that day for his sheep. And in doing so, put death to death as well. But that death didn't last long. Three days later, he rose in victory. Death has been defeated. And for those who believe, we have the gift of eternal life. The shepherd gave his life for the sheep. But he gives his life to the sheep still. We have a shepherd in heaven who pleads for us. We have a shepherd in heaven who represents us. We have a shepherd in heaven who guides providence for us. We have a shepherd in heaven who is preparing rooms in the mansion for us. So Jesus gave his life for the sheep, and he is still giving his life for the sheep. So finally, my third point, the good shepherd gives life. Let us try and get life abundantly. We have seen that Jesus is the good shepherd, and we have seen that the good shepherd has laid his life down for the sheep. He did so because he wanted us to have life and have it abundantly. More life is to be had. Our prayer should be, Dear Lord, my good shepherd, you have given me life. Give it to me more abundantly. Help me that I know you more, that I love you more, that I trust you more, that I serve you more, and be more like you. Help me to feel like a sheep that has a good shepherd. Help me to find peace and rest in your good pastures. Remove my worries about the wolf and the weather or the grass or the butcher. Help me find rest with you. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Help me, Lord, to be fully yours. There is nothing that I have That is not yours. Help me to hear and recognize your word, your hands, your whistle. Don't be content with where you are today. Seek to know the shepherd. Seek to have the life he gives abundantly. Now I ask that you all stand and we read together Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, we are so grateful that you are the Good Shepherd. We are so grateful that you watch over your flock. We're so grateful that you gave us life. We're so grateful for how precious that life is to you. And Lord, help us to understand how precious you are to us. Help us to seek you, to follow you, to hear you, to listen to you. Help us to see the protection you give us against the wolf. Help us not to wander. We're just so grateful, Lord, for all that you do in our lives. You are truly the great shepherd. You prepare, you give. We're just so thankful. In Jesus' name. Amen.